Do you ever feel like you are grinding away for every dollar? That you're hustling so hard to keep up with your customers' demands, you find yourself on the verge of a serious burnout? I know that feeling. I've totally been there time and time again, and I'm here to tell you that there is a better way. It's called passive income. And passive income is the thing that will give you a profitable business that can last in the long run, because you can't keep this crazy hustle up forever now, can you? If you've ever dreamt of making money while you sleep and then dreamt of all the ways you'd spend that moolah in your well-rested waking hours, well then, my friend, today's show is serving up exactly what you need to hear. In this episode of the Workshop Weekly Podcast, I'm going to be dishing up five ways you can add passive revenue streams to your business. You guys, this is all about working smarter and not harder and not more either. If passive income is something that you have considered adding in your life or business, well then, you're in the right place. So put on your comfies, grab your pen and notebook, and let's dive on in. You're listening to the Workshop Weekly Podcast, the show where no dream is too big and no topic is too small. Around here, we believe that taking imperfect action rules. So we're creating space for you to dive in and fast track your success one workshop at a time. Now, refill your coffee cup, grab your notebook, and get ready to join in on your weekly training, listen to meaningful conversation, and learn from industry experts. Here's your host, Kelly Lawson. Well, hello there. It's Kelly here, and I am totally pumped to welcome you back to the Workshop Weekly Podcast. I can't believe this podcast is already in its 20s. Oh, those glorious 20s. Everything is tight and responsibilities are low. Okay, I digress, but time sure does fly when you're having a blast, as they say. So I want to know, have you ever felt like you were on a giant hamster wheel in your work or in your business, racing to meet all your deadlines and commitments, and you get anxious and breathless just thinking about all the hours that lie before you? Well, if you're nodding your head a resounding yes, I want you to know that you are certainly not alone. And I want you to know that it definitely doesn't have to be this way. Passive income is a way to get off the treadmill, to create value and share your work with more people, to give yourself freedom in your finances and in other ways too. And I'll talk more about that in just a bit. But first, let's get down to basics and start with a little explanation. My hunch is that maybe you've been hearing about passive income, but maybe you're not exactly 100% sure what it really means. I like this simple definition. Passive income is when you make money in a way that requires little to no effort to maintain. Sounds pretty sweet, right? Passive income can take many forms. And today, I'm going to tell you about my five favorites. And in the second half of the show, I'm going to give you tips and tactics to help you get started. Passive income is all about switching up the one-to-one, that is, the you-to-customer ratio. Instead of building a product or service and selling it once, with passive income, you build it once and then sell it a hundred or even a thousand or more times. And with time and luck and a little savvy, passive income can add up to some serious dough, you guys. Maybe it starts off as your coffee money, but keep at it, and before you know it, those passive streams are covering your monthly grocery bill, and then your mortgage, and then who knows? The possibilities are endless. Maybe someday it bankrolls that yacht you've had your eye on. Okay, okay, maybe a yacht is a little ambitious. I got a little carried away there. It comes with the dreamer title. But you get my point. Passive income is awesome, but, and this but is important, to get to the point where your bank account is filling up while you're in dreamland or on vacation in the Maldives, well, you're going to have to put in some upfront work and preparation. I find the term a little misleading, actually. Passive income sounds so easy, doesn't it? 
so very, well, passive. I don't want to candy coat this part. There is a bit of work involved here, sometimes a lot of work on the front end. But the great thing is that once you've put in that initial effort, when done correctly, the old passive income cash dispenser has massive potential. So I need you to first accept that passive isn't always synonymous with do nothing. Because if I know you, by now you've got those dollar bill signs in your eyeballs like Scrooge McDuck when he thinks he's hit a major payday. Remember him? Anyhow, where I'm going with my dated cartoon reference is that money is great and all, but I also want to tell you that the benefits of passive income don't end with those dollar dollar bills. Passive income can give you something even more precious than money, and that, my friend, is time. You've heard me say many times over that time is the most important currency we've got. When you boil it right down, how you spend your days is how you spend your life, right? And time is simply a commodity that you can't increase. Which is why you need to ask yourself, what do I want my business to look like? Think of it in terms of time, both in the present and the future. What does it look like right in this moment? But also, what does it look like five years from now? How about 10 years from now? Could you work the way you are working now if you became a mom, a partner? Will you always have the energy you do today? And can you handle a lifetime of filling your weekends or burning the midnight oil to hit your crazy sales targets or client deadlines? You have to be really honest with yourself here, you guys. And if you have any doubt that you can't maintain the hustle you have now, I definitely want to encourage you to look into passive income as a little side hustle at least. I think by now we can all agree that being an entrepreneur is tough, but so are you. And if sustainability is something that you find yourself questioning, passive income isn't just smart, it's kind of necessary, and it becomes a kind of self-fulfilling prophecy. If you can make more money without more effort, you'll have more energy and time to put toward the work you care about, to reinvest into building that beautiful business and empire of yours. Do you know what I mean? So passive income is a way to multiply your income and give you back some precious time for sure. But there's something bigger and maybe even more important at work, too, when you add passive income streams to your business. I like to think that it honors your effort and talents. Instead of sharing your special brand of greatness with just one person or one customer at a time, you're multiplying your impact and giving far more people the chance to benefit from your product or service or offer. So where to start, Kelly? Now, you may not realize it, but there are things that you're probably doing all the time, such as creating social media posts or advice you're continually giving to clients. And these types of things are passive income gold, my friends. Instead of one-off, ass-busting, soul-crushing projects, you can turn these little nuggets into repeat sales that need little to no ongoing tending once you've put them out there. So let's dive into five ways that you can start earning money while you sleep or rest or eat ice cream or whatever it is that you'd rather be doing. Okay, are you listening? The first thing I want to talk about is affiliate marketing. I'm sure by now you've heard the term. Things like, oh, she's an affiliate for that brand or product, or maybe, please use my affiliate link, or maybe even, hey, you should really get into affiliate marketing. The surge of affiliate sales income is no longer anyone's secret. If you scroll social media or web content for 10 seconds or less, you are bound to come across this new age way of selling. And this may still be one of the least understood things in modern business. I hear this term tossed about all the time, but I often wonder if the person actually really understands what it is and how it works. So here's an easy way to think about affiliate marketing. 
It is basically a commission you receive for recommending the products or services of others. This generally takes the form of a product endorsement, like if you were to write positively about a brand or a product on your blog or social media, or maybe you do a glowing product review on your YouTube channel if you have one, or it can take a simpler form, like if someone asks you for a recommendation and you send them your unique affiliate link. I have pages set up throughout my website where I recommend products that I love and use. I get asked all the time for recommendations on clothes and food. You know, when people see what you're wearing and they ask you where you got your outfit or something that you're wearing, and you wish you could make a commission from how many times you've recommended that cable knit sweater that you're wearing. Well, affiliate linking is just that. I also get asked a lot in my workshops and in my online courses what specific photography gear or photography software I would recommend for people who are starting out with photography. So naturally, these links find their way into my online courses and in-person workshops and throughout my blog content as well. I want to interrupt for a quick sec to tell you about a product that I've recently come across. I have never been a fan of wearing pantyhose. Most of the time after one wash, they would pill and tear. And honestly, it always just felt like an enormous waste of money to own them. Then came Sheertex. The strongest pantyhose in the world delivered right to my door in the cutest little box. Their fibers don't exist anywhere else on the market. They actually miniaturize the fibers used in bulletproof vests to create a knit just as strong as the people who wear them. You basically have to be Hulk to rip these things. And they have quickly converted me into a person that raves endlessly about my shears. I don't want you to miss out. So head over to kellylawson.ca slash sheertex, S-H-E-E-R-T-E-X, and use the code kellyslawson10 to save 10% on your new pair of shears today. It basically works like this. When someone clicks your link to buy a specific product or service, it's like a little payday for you. For example, the ads on this podcast, if you follow them and choose to purchase any of these products, it won't cost you anything extra. In fact, in most cases, there is a discount there for you and I make a little income from the referral. Keep in mind, these are all products that I would recommend to you with or without a commission. I think this is a really important point. I get asked all the time to recommend products that I've never actually used or that I don't use myself or that I'm unfamiliar with in general. Never underestimate the power of trust in affiliate sales and make sure if you're going this route that you're being very selective with what you're recommending. So to get started with affiliate marketing, I want you to brainstorm some brands or products or services that you'd recommend naturally to your friends and family because you genuinely love the products and you use them on the daily. And remember, you're an expert in your field. What kinds of products and services do people ask you to recommend over and over again? This is some really nice low-hanging affiliate marketing fruit, and reaching out to those brands is a great place to start. You can also think a little more aspirationally here. What brands do you really look up to that you might want to be associated with? I want you to grab a sheet of paper or your favorite workbook and start jotting down a few companies, products, and services that you love and use regularly. I'm also going to include some resources for writing affiliate marketing proposals to brands such as a proposal template in the show notes. I want to make it super easy for you to take action and actually add these income streams to your business. So after this episode, head over to the show notes and grab some templates to help you get started with this. The key thing to think about here is that those affiliate links should be to brands that align with your business and your values, and they should be something you truly believe in. There's nothing ickier than someone shilling something that doesn't seem to reflect them or their business. That just comes off as a sales pitch or a money grab, and I don't think anything is a bigger turnoff. The idea is to use your influence and platforms responsibly, not to alienate your fans and lose followers. 
No one, I repeat, no one likes feeling used. Authenticity is super important here. After all, you don't want to risk the trust you've built up with your audience by trying to make a quick buck. It's not worth it. And once again, even if your audience is small, it's a great time to dive into affiliate marketing and start to get a feel for it. You do not need to have a massive following to earn income from affiliate marketing. I've seen people with tens of thousands of followers have less engagement from their audience than someone with a few hundred followers. So please don't let the vanity metrics fool you. So this will take a little investment of time to get started, reaching out to brands, finding those who have affiliate programs, getting on their roster, and getting those unique links. I also want to point out that many online companies have affiliate programs built right into their membership portal. So if you do a little digging, chances are you just might find those links without even needing to pitch anyone. In any case, it will pay off in the long run when you have a streamlined way to recommend products that you are recommending every day anyway. Easy, right? Okay, so affiliate links are my passive income stream recommendation number one. Moving right along, the second passive income revenue stream I want to tell you about is website ads or display ads. This is another great way to make money off of your online real estate. So with web ads, other companies are basically paying to advertise on your site. The ads are much like billboards, except that they're online. And web ads are everywhere. I mean, we are so used to seeing them by now that you probably barely even register them anymore. Web ads are probably one of the lowest effort forms of passive income. Making passive income off of web ads is really a numbers game. The more traffic you get to your website, blog, or YouTube channel, the more advertisers will pay to get in on the action. In the end, for advertisers, it's all about getting the most eyeballs on their ad. Much like a billboard on Toronto's 401 will cost you significantly more than one on St. John's Mackay Highway or a Super Bowl ad compared to your local cable network. More traffic means more value to the advertiser. In my business, my primary source of traffic to my website comes from Pinterest. I get close to 10,000 web referral sessions per month from Pinterest, which to be honest, kind of blew me away when I began to realize the power of Pinterest. I'll talk more about that platform in a future episode, but for today's show, my point is that I'm told my web traffic numbers would be worth around $300 per month if I were to run ads on my blog. For now, I choose not to do that, though. I've put so much thought and attention into creating my website and the kind of experience I want you guys to have there. So to me, it's not really worth $300 a month to diminish your experience. But that's just me, and that's just today. I might change my mind about that down the road, and there are a ton of great brands that have web ads, and it doesn't affect my perception of them or hurt my online experience with them either. It's totally a personal choice that depends on your site, your industry, your brand aesthetic, as well as your business goals. So to get started with web ads, you'd sign up with an ad network that acts as the connector between you and advertisers. I think Google AdSense is probably the biggest one out there. In the show notes, I'll share some resources for getting started with web ads. So be sure to go check that out if you want to get your display ads payday engine humming. Okay. The important thing to know for now about web ads is that it can be a really sweet way to make some easy money. Just let those advertisers in and boom, the passive income flows in while you sleep or paint your nails or take your kids to the park, which really does sound pretty awesome now that I'm saying it out loud. (laughs) Okay, so we've talked about affiliate marketing and web ads. Next up is a passive income stream that's really geared toward all you designers and photographers out there. I'm talking about stock photos and stock graphics. 
Remember earlier in the show when I talked about how passive income is a great way to make more money off the things that you're already doing? Well, this is another example of that. Say you're a creative who works in a visual medium, like photography or graphic design. You're maybe already making some sweet dough by selling your work, which you distribute to customers by shipping the files to them in exchange for a fee. It's a lot of work to do that time and time again for each individual client, right? If you've listened to episode number 13 of the Workshop Weekly podcast, you know it was all about automating. In that episode, I went through a bunch of ways you can reduce and eliminate redundancy and repetition in your business or in your job by setting up systems and software to do these things for you. So if you haven't listened to that episode yet and you're feeling the crunch of the endless cycle of doing hashtag all of the things, you should totally go back and give that episode a listen. Anyway, the reason I mention the automation episode is because it aligns so beautifully with so much of what we're talking about today around passive income. So with stock images and graphics, the next revenue stream I'm going to dive into is all about automating the sale of something you're already creating. But this time, instead of selling it to just one client, you're selling the same digital file to many, many, many clients. Okay, so if you're a photographer or a designer or an artist, instead of selling the rights to your files to individual clients, you can sell and resell and resell to infinity the rights to your image or graphics again and again. The buyer gets the rights and you get the royalties. And without having to lift a finger once you've done the initial setup. Crazy, right? For photographers, sites like Shutterstock are a great place to sell your work. Just create your portfolio, upload your images, and let the selling begin. The platform takes a little cut and handles all of the transactions. Your role? Well, you need to be ready to cash that check or receive a PayPal payment at the end of the month. It's a tough life, but hey, somebody's got to do it, right? (laughs) This is such a great example of scaling your impact and increasing your income without having to exert a single iota of extra energy once it's set up, which is what this passive income magic is all about, you guys. I must admit, selling stock images and graphics isn't one that I've explored too deeply myself. That said, my early experience is encouraging. I've got a few of my stock photography images on a site called Society6. It's an open platform site where artists, photographers, and graphic designers can share and sell their work in many forms. It can be sold as prints that are framed on household items like shower curtains or hand towels or placemats or on notebooks or even travel mugs and the list goes on. To be honest, I don't take it very seriously, but once in a while, I get a notification from Society6 of money coming my way. So if you're in the business of creating visual digital products like photos or graphics, this business model requires no shipping, no customer service, or production efforts on your part. And in my opinion, you could get a really sweet little passive income stream going on a site like this if you put a little more time and effort in than I have. There are other sites like this as well. Etsy is a big one too, of course. I will link a few more of these in the show notes as well to give you an idea of a few other places that you could upload your visual digital products. And another option is to self-host your online stock image or graphics shop on your own, kind of like creating your own mini Etsy or Shutterstock. It's super easy to set up and sell your own collection of stock photos, graphics, or digital products using a simple e-commerce software such as Shopify. I used to feel like I lived in a perpetual Groundhog Day. 
Every Sunday, I would need to sit down and take time to think about what I would cook for the week, make a list of what groceries I would need to buy, and then go spend hours at the grocery store collecting the ingredients, sometimes needing to visit two or three places to find everything I needed. And still, we felt like we were eating the same meals over and over. Enter HelloFresh. The meals are pre-planned, the groceries are gathered, and everything I need to prepare delicious meals for my family is dropped off at my door once per week. We are discovering new delicious recipes every week. I am getting the hours of meal prep time back. There is no food waste. And best of all, every meal can be prepared in just 30 minutes. Visit kellylawson.ca slash HelloFresh to check out some of my favorite meals and save $40 on your first box. That's kellylawson.ca slash HelloFresh. Now that we've covered stock images, graphics, and visual digital files, let's move into a passive revenue stream that could work for absolutely anybody, not just creatives. I'm talking about selling a digital product. This could be an ebook, a PDF guide, an online training video, or a course, or another type of digital resource. The possibilities here are pretty endless, you guys. So here's the thing. You are an expert in your field, whatever that may be. Maybe you're a vegan chef, a handbag designer, a real estate pro, a conversion copywriter, an online retailer, an organic florist. Maybe you work with kids or dogs or seniors or animals or trees, whatever. It doesn't matter. Regardless of the products or services that you sell, you've got a ton of specialized real life experience and those insights, lessons, and practical advice are hella valuable to someone who is a few steps behind you. You guys, the digital education or knowledge industry is alive and well. In the U.S. in 2019, it clocked $189 billion and is estimated to grow to a $325 billion industry by 2025, and I have to believe that COVID-19 is likely to accelerate that as well. So, all to say that the online education sector is huge and growing and ready for you to come on in and claim your share of those hundreds of billions of dollars. Now, I'm going to take a second to swap out my money-making hat and put on my armchair psychologist toque because I can practically hear your objections coming from inside my soundproof recording studio right now. Accepting the role of expert Really owning your expertise can be tough for a lot of people. It butts right up against the very worst of our imposter syndrome tendencies. Imposter syndrome is such a crippling mindset and such a beast to overcome that it was actually the very first topic I tackled in this podcast. You can go on back and listen up on episode number one, which is all about how to spot it, how to overcome it, and how to conquer your own imposter syndrome. You might be comforted to learn that imposter syndrome is far more common and far more powerful than you probably realize. Like, even Hollywood stars like Emma Watson experience it. But for now, I'll just give you the Coles Notes version and say that you need to silence that terrible little voice in your head telling you things like, you're a fraud, you aren't qualified enough or skilled enough or experienced enough, there's already so many people doing it, and heck, they're doing it so much better than you probably ever will. This evil little devil will keep you from putting your expertise out there because it will convince you that you aren't the best person, that you aren't qualified, that you aren't ready, and that you aren't special. Basically, all of the aren'ts. That little fool in your head will tell you not to bother, that you're too little, too late. Well, little devil, who asked you anyway? Also, little devil, have you ever heard of passive income? Because you're a major barrier between me and a bigger bank account. So shove off, okay? Okay, so now you've faced down your imposter syndrome. Now what? You need to hone in on your expertise and those special insights or unique approaches that only you can provide. 
But I'll warn you, there's another roadblock you may come up against here, the curse of knowledge. The way I understand it, it's that we can't unlearn what we know. And because of that, we can have a tendency to be blind to how much we've picked up along the way. What seems super obvious and natural to you may be positively mind-blowing and transformational to those outside of your field or new to your field. Truly, you have a wealth of knowledge and perspective that is worth something. In fact, it might be worth a lot. And seriously, knowledge-related digital products can be a passive income goldmine. Some online courses go for thousands of dollars, you guys. There are six and seven and even eight-figure experts whose fortunes have been made primarily by monetizing what they know. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you're going to make an easy mill out of the gates with your first course. That's not very likely. But you can start to develop digital products and build your chops and your comfort level. You'll need to start by honing your sense of what people really want to learn from you. So to begin, you'll want to start to drill down. What specific skill or skills would people pay to learn from you? A nice place to start is to think of those questions or challenges clients put to you all the time. What questions do you find yourself answering time and time again? For me, it was often, oh, I have this fancy camera at home, but I have no idea how to use it. I have no idea what all the buttons and dials are for. Well, after I blogged about this topic enough times, I finally put together a digital course back in 2017, and guess what? Three years later, I currently have nearly 3,000 enrollees. Like, that makes me next level giddy to think of the people I have reached to help them finally take great photos with their fancy cameras that they probably have collecting dust sitting on a shelf somewhere. So yeah, the pain points for your fans, followers, and clients are your passive income gold. Not that you want people to be in pain to make money, that's just sadistic, but what I mean here is that you can help solve or soothe their problems and teach them what they don't know. And that, my friends, is worth something to both of you. Now, having busted my chops creating online courses and a wide variety of educational resources, I can tell you through firsthand experience that they are a lot of work. They need a ton of promotion, launches and campaigns can be grueling, setting up evergreen funnels takes quite a bit of time and brain space up front, but like anything, once you get through that initial hump, Things get smoother and easier and you begin to see the beauty of economies of scale. So just think, if you could turn your knowledge into an online course or learning product that could bring you thousands of dollars in the long run, then maybe it's worth it to put in all that initial effort. That's the sweet spot in passive income. You need to put in enough effort so that it's more than worth it and that the initial outlay of time and effort reaps ongoing benefits for you. If you do want to try the digital product approach, there are lots of options. My advice is to start small. Maybe that means creating a $7 downloadable PDF with tips and tricks, or make a recording of you teaching your favorite topic or create a comprehensive ebook or a short video. These are sometimes referred to as micro offers or low ticket funnels. The key here is to start with little things you can test before moving into bigger things that will take more time and resources to set up and maintain such as a signature online course. You'll also want to mitigate the risk here a little and make sure that you are staying on the right track with what people actually want to learn from you and something that they'll actually pay you to learn. You guys, there are people out there making hundreds of thousands of dollars teaching things like how to can vegetables, how to make candy apples, and even how to groom cats. 
So I don't want you sitting there thinking that you have nothing to teach the world because I will call bullshit on that all day long, my friend. And I'm sorry for saying that word for anybody who has kids in the car. Sorry, kids. And an important word of advice here, do not let the tech get the better of you. So many people get immediately intimidated by the tech and fail to see that there are so many easy ways to set this up. Yes, the options can definitely be overwhelming, but if it is the tech that's getting in your way, you could easily take payment and send the files manually if you needed to just to get started. Even better though, and this goes back to the automation drum I will beat until the day that I die, it would not be hard to create a PayPal link and then send the resource in the automated email receipt that goes with it. Everything is figureoutable, as Marie Forleo says, and it does not need to be complicated. So please don't overthink it. Imagine if you sold your teachings to 10 people for a hundred bucks. That's a thousand extra dollars this month, and that is certainly nothing to balk at. All right, we've come to our fifth and final passive income revenue stream for today's show, and it is to rent out your unused space. Airbnb is a perfect example of this, but you might also find ways to share your living space or workspace as there is a growing demand for co-working spaces for remote and mobile workers. Put in a little work to set it up as a rental and get a good cleaning service engaged. You can find third-party property management to facilitate so that it isn't any extra work for you. Just check your lease and make sure that this is allowed first, okay? And voila, extra money from the space you're already paying for. What could be better than that, you guys? I don't use Airbnb, but I do have my office and studio set up to be rented by others when I'm not using it, which honestly is at least half of the time. Now, it waxes and wanes, but many months my rent was completely covered by a few rentals and some months I even profited from my workspace. So it doesn't have to be a workspace. Maybe you have some extra rooms in your house, an in-law suite that never gets used, or a cottage that you only have time to enjoy a few weeks a year. With platforms like Airbnb and the engagement of a third-party property manager, there is very little work on your end to this passive income goldmine. Have you guys seen my new website? It's pretty gorgeous. And if I know you, you're probably feeling like your website isn't as good as you'd like it to be, and you're struggling a little to find the perfect solution. Well, my friend, I have some advice for you. Get a tonic site. Until I discovered tonic, I was on that struggle bus too. And my tonic site has forever changed the way I show up online and in my business. Tonic sites are completely customizable, they're code-free, and built with all the best marketing strategies in mind. It's time for you to have a site that looks just as good and probably even better than others in your industry so you can finally stand out in a way that's perfectly unique to you. And today, I'm giving you that extra little nudge that I think you've been waiting for. Save 15%, that's up to $200 on your new site. Just go to kellylawson.ca slash tonic site to find your perfect site and use the code Kelly Lawson to save 15% on your gorgeous new site today. So we've talked about my five favorite streams of passive income. Just to recap, they are as follows. Affiliate marketing, web ads, stock photos and graphics, educational digital products, and renting out your unused space. It sounds like a lot all at once, and it is. Don't worry. The idea here is to give you a few ideas and you can pick one or two that seem like a good fit. I want to help you find a way to get the most benefit from the least upfront effort. So don't make this hard on yourself. 
Okay, so along with sales channels, there are important tactics you need to keep in mind to be successful at this passive income thing. So along with the sales channels, there are important tactics you need to keep in mind to be successful at this passive income thing. I'm going to spend the rest of this episode talking about high-level strategies that will take your passive income stream from a trickle to hopefully a flood of cash. Sound good? I thought so. I want to start by saying my interest in entrepreneurship originally started as an interest in passive income. I was at the airport one day traveling. I was still working as a corporate healthcare provider, and I bought and read the four-hour work week from one of those little airport kiosks. I'll link that read in the show notes because if you haven't read it, you really should. So yeah, I read the four-hour work week and decided that getting paid passively sounded like a lot more fun than clocking into the same soulless corporate job day after day. But I didn't have a really good understanding of what passive income really was at that time. And I think most articles and guides to making passive income neglect to be super honest about what passive income actually looks like. And full disclosure, once again, I'm much less focused on building up passive income streams in my business than I'd like to be, but I still bring in a few hundred dollars a month, most months, in ways that I could reasonably consider passive. So for anyone interested in building up a portfolio of passive income to offset or augment their main job income, the remainder of this episode will provide some insight into the level of work involved and maybe give you a better idea for projects worth working on. Because if it isn't super clear by now, passive income is not synonymous with do nothing, at least most of the time. Passive income is not a particularly descriptive term. I've heard it said that it's more useful to think of building a passive sales machine instead of passive income streams, something that can sell something with minimal ongoing work on your part. So keep in mind that if it's not a simple product with a simple sales funnel, you technically don't have a fully passive income stream. You still have a job to do, and that job is to sell and maintain whatever it is that you're selling and maintaining. So if your goal is to build a steady stream of passive income, you'll need to find things that you can sell without having to constantly worry about the product being sold or how it's being sold and delivered. For those of you regular workshop weekly listeners, I don't think you'll be one bit surprised to hear that my first tip is to automate, automate, automate. I talk about automation a bit earlier in today's show. And as I mentioned, then I made a full episode lucky number 13 on this topic because it is so freaking game changing. So head on back and take in episode number 13 after this one for more on automation. But for now, automation and passive income go together like peanut butter on toast or like me and a glass of Prosecco. They are buddies because they both have the same goal to get you making more money with less effort. And it's as simple as that. With passive income, the goal is to be as hands-off as possible, which really comes down to creating efficient systems in every area of your business. If you're seriously working toward passive income, you need to become very diligent about this. I'm talking automating email, order fulfillment, online courses, launches, digital products, affiliates, customer outreach. I mean everything. And this may seem overwhelming for sure, but just take it one step at a time and pretty soon you'll be amazed how much you can program ahead of time and you'll be looking for a way to automate kicking yourself in the butt for not doing it sooner. So much yes for efficiency. Step one toward passive income is done. Okay, now that we've talked automation, let's check out number two and this one is a biggie. You need to get help. Okay, so after I just finished ranting about automation, I can't hide the secret that some parts of your business simply need humanness to them. Not everything can be run by technology, so you need to enlist help. 
The next step in getting your passive income flowing is creating a network to help out with your business. On my team, this looks like someone to help with email management, with podcast management, with podcast editing, associate photographers, photo editors, Pinterest manager, a copywriter, and a few tech gurus. The point here is that something I have learned the hard way is to hire people who are good at doing the things that you are not good at doing or the things that are simply not the best use of your time. In a future episode, I'm going to talk all about how you can outsource in your business. But for now, I generally pay around $15 to $100 per hour depending on the task. So for example, when I use services like Fiverr or Upwork for hired help, the rate is lower. However, when I hire an associate photographer, because this is directly related to billing hours, the rate is higher. Having this team of amazing people in my circle saves me anywhere from 10 to 20 hours or more per week, depending on the week. And in an upcoming episode, I'm going to talk all about the steps that you can take in your business to start outsourcing those tasks that are sucking away your time and your soul. (laughs) Okay, so you've got your team in place. Now I want to focus on tactic number three, which is creating awareness and demand for your offer. Even though you may be relaxed while obtaining the cool cash through passive income, you absolutely must create a sense of awareness and demand for your offer. Even if your product is offered year-round, come up with unique ways to pump people up about it. Weave it into your brand pillars and stories. I've heard it said that people need to hear about something seven times before they'll actually take action and purchase. We call this the rule of seven in the marketing world. The rule of seven is an old marketing adage that says a prospect needs to see or hear your marketing message at least seven times before they take action and buy from you. So my friends, please don't be shy. If you feel like you are a broken record about your offer, then you are probably on the right track. Awareness and demand is key. Got it? Good. It is no secret at all that I love to shop. When I find something I love, I buy it in every color and I live in it. Generally speaking, I dress for casual style and comfort, but I also invest in pieces that go with everything else in my closet. I guess I'm a lover of leverageability in all areas of life. I get asked a lot where I got my clothing items and I try to tag these products as I post them online. But for those of you that want to get a better look at what I'm adding to my capsule each season, head to kellylawson.ca slash mystyle. I'll add the latest and greatest fashion items as I find them and link to the best deals I can find. So make sure you check in regularly and happy shopping workshop warriors. Moving right along to number four, and this is a huge one in the passive income world, you want to make a sales funnel. A funnel is a way to sort through your potential clients or leads and see who is likely to actually become a client or paying customer and who isn't. It's a way to nurture your prospects who take action and show that they are interested in what you are selling but they're usually still full of objections, by the way, at this early stage. So creating funnels is a more strategic way to combine the actions of your prospects with your sales strategies and drive your bottom line. This topic is definitely a little more complex for sure, but for now, I want you to think about the journey that your prospects will follow once they become aware of what you have to offer to the end point of either buying your product and offer or not buying your product or offer. And I want you to pay particular attention to the stuff that's happening in that in-between time. And last but not least, if nothing else, a great tried and tested sales strategy is to create a sense of urgency. This is a really effective sales tactic, you guys. You can't be passive about your passive income offering, if you know what I'm saying. This is truly where the hustle pays in huge dividends. Without urgency, your offer can just sit there, hiding in the shadows and dormant. Just because it's always available, 
available doesn't mean people always know about it or always want it. You've got to create a sense of excitement, a feeling of, I need this in my life this very instant. Otherwise, your passive income stream will become more like a dried up riverbed. Creating a sense of urgency depends upon a feeling of scarcity, a feel that you might miss out on something awesome. Kind of like when people started buying up all the TP at the onset of the pandemic. Well, this was a more organic sense of scarcity. Black Friday or flash sales are good examples of fabricated senses of urgency or things that are created by us. These are all sales tactics that leverage scarcity. Creating launches and due dates not only draws attention to what you're selling, but it makes people take action and take action fast. When there is a clear end, whether it be a due date or a limited time deal, it helps to make it a clear yes or no from your prospects. Market in such a way that your client can't be on the fence. They have to either be in or out. And there's nothing like a time crunch to make them decide. And we all know sitting on the fence is not super comfortable either, is it? (laughs) I could talk all day about what it takes to create a successful launch. And believe me, I've learned the hard way what not to do. This could merit a whole episode in and of itself about what to do and not to do in a launch, but I'll save that one for another day. All right, folks, there you have it. My absolute best insight into creating a lifestyle of passive income, creating a life you want to live by freeing up your most valuable asset, which is your time. I truly think passive income should be the end goal of any business simply so you have more free time to enjoy yourself. But don't forget to embrace this process and realize it's going to take some time, work, patience, and diligence up front and pay day absolutely will not happen overnight, you guys. But if you start working toward that today, just imagine what your life could look like in one month or even one year from now. There is no one size fits all advice when it comes to generating income streams. How many sources of income you have should depend on where you are financially and what your financial goals for the future are. But having at least a few is a good start. And a little hint or inspiration for you, I've heard it said that most millionaires have at least seven revenue streams. As always, I cannot wait to hear how you make out with this. Drop into my DMs on Instagram. You can find me at Kelly S. Lawson and tell me how you made out. And I'll see you here next week, same time, same place for another weekly workshop that keeps you shooting your success in the direction of the stars. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Workshop Weekly Podcast, the show where no dream is too big and no topic is too small. If you like our show and want to know more, check out www.theworkshopweekly.com or leave a review on iTunes. And we'll see you next week for another action-packed episode, you workshop warrior you.